0: Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook,
1: Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode.
0: It's the final siren and the Eagles were caught napping in the second quarter and not for the first time this season. Geelong kicked nine goals in that second quarter. And 12 unanswered goals in the first half, and they set up an easy win. The Eagles fought back in the second half, but the damage was already done. But we will try and find the positives, not in the negatives. It was a dark weekend, if you're an Eagles fan. I welcome my co-host, Wayne. How are you going, mate?
1: Good, was How are you going, mate?
0: Uh, Dan can't get here. Uh, previous commitments, so uh, unfortunately. He won't be on this week. Um, before we get into the game... Got to thank our sponsors, Tom at Plus Fitness in Subiaco, Hillary's and up. Get down there. Tell him you're from Eagle Nation and he'll good, do you a good deal. Go on to our socials, go to Facebook, Instagram or Twitter or if you just want to go to Linktree, go there and you can get the shows from there and any of our socials from there. Um, it was a dark day. It's a gav around, but before we get in the game, I just want to talk about the gav around. Yep. Now – I'm going to be, it could be like a conspiracy fear here, here, but Gillen's a South Australian and they've done a deal with SA for three years. Correct. I think it's premature. Mm. Um, you look at it different ways. Um, they didn't even put the tenure out to the other states for one. Um, so all reports is they spent 18 million to secure this, this uh, year's gather round. For me, if you look three years ahead, Tasmania coming in, Mm. there's going to be 19 teams gather around. Who's the team that's going to miss out?
1: Yeah, someone's going to have a buy then, doesn't it? Yeah, so
0: have they thought about that? Or is there someone else afloat? Is there a 20th team going to be introduced? Or are two teams going to merge? (laughs) They're just little things I was thinking about when you. Yeah, lock in three years. I just thought, you know, Gillen's leaving. This is something that he's going to leave the state mm. with. Um, South Australian. It's probably the worst decision he's made in his career at, as the CEO. I think.
1: It's just funny you say that. I, I, Dan and me were discussing it a bit last night online, and I sort of thought, well, good luck to him though, because I think they did a great job for that for the. Amount of time they had to organise this only had three months, I think it was. Oh yeah, they look, did a that fantastic did a great job. job. So I thought, and I thought, well, good luck to him. But and Dan, Dan's savage on it because <laughs> Dan he thinks just gives the Vixer, yeah. And I, I had our drive to get there, whereas us it's bloody 12, 12 hour, what four hour flight, a eight minute bloody flight for them. But what he he made a good point is that um I thought maybe that South Australia got another year. Yeah, because I, I would have been a, happy with give that. Give another year because that they yeah. did it so well. Give them a chance to. Yeah. They got twelve months to organise it. They can then do what they want. They can organise all their thing, and then maybe after that, say right, we'll put it out to tender who's going to have it next. Uh, will WA want to have it. We'll. I mean, um, McGowan's come out today saying he's come out publicly and said, well, we would have liked to have a crack at that this year ourselves. Our, ourselves next year. Why was it? we thought the understanding well, why- was was going to be put out to for everyone, every year to have a have a go, a bit like the American Super Bowl, you know, everyone bids for it to try, and you get the best bid to get the get it.
0: Well, for more reports, they were asked, and he was non-committal and didn't even put in a bid. So no, um, sometimes I worry a, about him. He's
1: all talk after, yeah, yeah it's yeah.
0: Uh, after the fact. Um, like I said, I would have been happy with an extra year. They're talking mm-hmm. about building a. If you listen to Mark Duffield on mm-hmm. uh, SEN, he was saying that they want to build a. Stadium out in the Barossa. That's right. And you know,
1: I was talking about this yesterday.
0: You know, is that part of 18 million times three? Mm. Is that going Mm. to pay for it? How's it going to get used? You look at um, the options Optus Oval and the Wacker. The Wacker holds more than Norwood does. Mm. Uh, Bunbury Oval holds more than uh, Norwood. Abel does say, yeah, to me it's a bit short-sighted, but mm. that's what's happening. As you say, the gather around three mm. months to organise it, yeah. and it went off. They said it was sold out every game. Mm. If you looked at the games, that was a lie.
1: No. Because there's plenty of empty seats well, everywhere. Essendon and Melbourne weren't – there certainly wasn't a full crowd there. And it rest- might have been after that game when the, uh, one of the Adelaide teams was yep. playing, but it certainly wasn't before that game. Well,
0: West Coast and Geelong Definitely was half, half a crowd. Definitely so, not. Are they counting it as the whole day mm. that all the seats were sold for the yeah. whole day? because uh, there was two games each day there. Look, you know, good on them. They did it. It was something different, um, but what it would have been like to share it around yeah. and maybe two years here, two years there, two years there. Yeah. Get a um, two-year
1: stint in it and then you've got two years to, you know, and it's great for their state, you know. they, they, South Australia obviously made massive amounts of money. My son lives over there, as you know. Well, they sold
0: 60,000 tickets from not in South Australia, so 60,000 tickets yeah. to the Games were from interstate
1: people. Well, my son lives up in the hills. Where where the game was at Mount Barker, he lives on the other side of the freeway, so he's only five minutes away. He said – and I've been up there, and it's a, his his little town itself is a sleepy little town. So he couldn't move in there and went over to Mount Barker, and it was absolutely pumping. He said it was – then Handorf, which is only about um, – Five K away, which is a great little German town. He said you, you just couldn't move; it was packed. They they just made massive amounts of tourism. It was it incredible.
0: Yeah, and good on South Australia for you know getting it. And you know, just I just thought three years uh, yeah. a bit too long. But all right, let's get into the dark darkness, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Um, where was it? One. Well, I want to say the second quarter. Well, let's say what the score was, just for those who have been under a rock. Geelong, 21-10, 136 to Eagles, 13-11-89. You're probably sitting there going, well, that's only a 43-point win mm. or whatever it is. Um, it's not that bad, a blowout. Well, if you had been watching the game, I want to say that the second quarter was really where we went to sleep. But mm. really, it was the second half the first quarter. Exactly. We The pressure rating just dropped right off. Mm. And there were some alarming signs. Mm. Um, watching that second quarter, I don't want to name names, but too many people just went to sleep and just didn't didn't run. Mm. It was it was it was a joke. And yeah. the pressure in the midfield was absolutely disgraceful. And I don't want to have a go at Simo because you're hamstrung with injuries. You got personnel it shows you how death ain't the great. But make some changes. Mm. Too late in making changes. Yeah. Um. Towards the end of that quarter, they made a few different changes and I think we got a goal there late, didn't we? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the second quarter, I just want to go the key indicators. Disposals were 103 to 68. Inside 50s were 18 to 10. The 10 that, that went into the Eagles, they went in and straight back out. Um, Centre clearances, they won 6-2 and contested possessions, 38-26. We know if you win the contested possessions, you win yeah, the game. That's right.
1: Yeah, and we look. We were uh, the thing that disappointed me. I saw like well, people bag Bailey Williams. Now Bailey Williams in that centre bounce, I just kept him seeing winning the centre bounces. But Dangerfield was reading him. Um, their midfield was reading him better than our guys, which I just find it astounding. You know, we all rave about Nick. How when Nick's in the ground, he does his taps and Kelly. Yeah, you know, reads it beautifully. They all shooey and all that, but we should be reading Williams taps by now. He's he's our number one ruckman, and he's going to be that for a long time um, until Nat Nui gets back in. But but um, you know, Jai Cully learned a massive lesson from Dangerfield, who just hit the ball at speed and gone that, and and was just no accountability.
0: I think everyone learned a lesson.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's Jane. Ruben Gibney was the one guy who actually stood up. He's 18 years of age. Yeah. Popped a massive, you know, buffering the whole game, and he actually stood up in that. He was one of the few guys that stood up. Our our back line, like no, dis- I'm a big Tommy Barass fan, but he got he's just so far out of form at the moment. It's he's just not the same player as he yeah. was last year.
0: He's had a shocker. He's yeah. had a
1: shocker. Let's not let's gloss over no. it. Um,
0: yeah, I just want to touch what you said. Williams in the ruck. He had 12 disposals, 27 hit-outs. Stanley had 10 disposals, 29 hit-outs. Mm. And
1: Bivlax or… yeah. yeah, He had 27 hit-outs as well.
0: He had 17 disposals, 27 hit-outs and the two goals. I thought for a sole ruckman because um, Jack Waterman had <laughs> 16 rucks. Yeah. Um, Williams, I thought he's having a crack. And, yeah, he is. Um, bit critical about him in the first couple of games – but he is having a go and he's playing a lot uh, the kick behind the play, mm. which is pretty good. So yeah. instead of going forward, he's playing the kick behind the play. But the midfielders around him, in the, especially that second quarter, I uh, just to me, footy's played above the head, mm. right? For them to come out in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, which we're going to talk about, it was like watching a different team. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that was – the cats easing off on the pressure, taking the foot off the pedal? Mm. Or was it we just started running again? Yeah. And I want to pull out Jermaine Jones, 25 disposals, eight inside 50s, and I think it was 400 and something metres gained. When he runs, we look really good. Yes, yeah. And he was demanding the ball. He was running Mm. to the spots. And there's got to be more than one player to do it. Mm. Um, Duggan had probably his best game for the Eagles. Mm. But he wasn't damaging. No, if, you know what I mean. He, he got plenty of the ball, but it just wasn't damaging. I just thought, if we're going to pick out good stuff, I, I don't want to harp on the bad stuff. So Waterman and Oscar, four goals, one mm. each. They probably could have had a few more. Yeah. and it was really hard to split. who was a better player.
1: Yeah, I think like Waterman got us going from the word go. Um, he's, I think, he kicked our first two goals. He was. It was probably just. He was like everyone a bit quiet in that. In that period, but him and Oscar provided great, great work down the forward line. I think um, with saying before, like Jones, uh, I agree, had a great game. Really good game, right, right the way he's playing. And Dermot Brereton brought, brought up a great point in saying, yes, he's he's playing well and he's doing the metres gain that. but now his job is to get back onto his player. Close kicked um, four goals for the game. And Jones was on him a fair bit of the time. So but I thought he and Duggan, they did a great job down there under huge, huge duress. But um, I, I think, too, we, we we just have everyone running forward, but we have no one going back. And you look at Geelong, Tom Stewart and um, Bella, it was Bella Duakla, whatever his name is, the big guy.
0: Eradicalia.
1: Eradicalia. They just stayed back and they filled, filled those holes. Tom Stewart's a master at it. He fills that hole. He reads the play. When the ball comes down, he... Nine times out of ten, he'll he he'll clear it. And I'd love to see us, and I mentioned this last week on our board, I show, I'd show i love to see us play 15 up and three back Yeah, on that half-back line, you know, between centre and half-back. So you've got that line on, on the wings and through the middle. You've got someone there to defend that area. I'd love us to do that.
0: We're saying Kilda did that, hmm. so it can be done. Yes. And it's just incorporating a bit of old soft football yeah. and new and just emphasising on the defence. Like you said, running back that's where we're getting burned mm. not enough guys are putting the pressure in running back mm. and in that second quarter i don't want to harp on it but there was if if you had a video if this was a video podcast i'd be picking out bits and showing you guys just jogging yeah and some of these players if we didn't have injured players you wouldn't be playing afl football mm. again yeah. or you wouldn't be playing for a long time if i was a coach i um, i got to talk about you know It was the tour forwards. I think Tom Hawkins got four goals, one. Cameron got four goals, one. We said Oscar and Waterman got four goals, one. They had more goal kickers. Um... Radically, like you said, he had um, 14 disposals and nine marks at half time. Mm. And they were all intercept marks, yes. just about, right? Yep. So um, Jack Darlin probably had this better of him in the second half, but Radically was killing him in the first half. And I don't know what it is of Jack, but sometimes I think he's got an eyesight problem. Yeah. I think he needs to, I don't know. He kept shielding from the sun. As, I don't know why. And, but if the ball's out in front. Mm and people can't see me, but I've got my arms at full mm. stretch. He always marks them. Yeah. Every time he tries to make it close to his body, yeah, it's like he drops him. And to me, I have eye vision problems. I play footy on the weekend, mm. and I'm the same. If it comes close to me, I'd rather take it out full stretch, mm. only because of mm. my vision. So I wonder if it is a vision thing. Um, I don't know. But look, he had a better second second half, yeah. beside half the
1: club. But maybe, and this is where you've made a great point and you and me have spoken about this before uh, during the weekend, is where Simo needs to make a change. And, and Steve Parker brought up a good point on TNG site. as He said, maybe, whack, maybe throw Darling back at the center back. Waterman and Allen were going great up forward. Why not leave up there... Why not it just show something different? Like Jack was struggling that first half. Why not throw him into centre-half back, into the back line? He's a great mark. He's a great reader to play. He could quite easily play the same role as Jeremy McGovern plays. Quite easy. Because he's, he's probably, along with McGovern, the two strongest marks in our team. There's yeah, no question about that. So why not try that? And then if he's going well and if we get in front, maybe then if you want to throw him back in the forward line, you can. Like, like we, we, we all said, you know, why, why was he leaving the same guys in the midfield? You know, I want to be critical of Simo on some things. I'm, I'm not against him, but why not make a change? When yeah. You, if anyone's coached. S- stop you know being I mean? predictable. I've coached, coached for you. I was a level three coach. If we didn't make a change, we had to bloody – we got into trouble with the club we were at. They're saying, why didn't you change that guy? Yeah. You know, you've got to make – if something's happening, you've got to make a change. If it doesn't work, at least you've tried. Yeah, you know? and, and who knows? If something else might – even throwing – by uh, right the coach's corner, like you said, try something. Yeah, oven, yeah. Hunt, you know what I mean. Throw Hunt back into the. Throw Hunt in them. He's got speed. Put, he's got. Put, put Darling down back. Put Brass yeah, up forward. Yeah, do something. and throw. Change it up. They throw. They did put Yoey in the middle in that second half, but yeah, you know, it was probably a little bit too late. Too late. late. Yeah, you know, he, he got should, us going,
0: but when we're getting run over in the middle, that's when Yoey should have gone in the middle. Yeah, just needed that extra bigger body mm. in there. Because um, they just ran it out too easy. It, it was just too easy, and like you said, danger I think yeah. he had five clearances in a row. Yeah, and yeah, you're expecting a, a kid that's played his fifth game mm. to try and uh. quell his influence. Yeah, and he worked his ass off get get Jinby. Yeah, but you know you need that extra experience in there.
1: Um, and I give Cully, I give Cully a bit of a wrap here. In that time, at least he actually. He worked his uh, – he didn't get it, but he chased players and he tried to work in the middle. And I'll be critical of Gaff here. Gaff, too slow. He, he gets we're, exposed. We're, we're wasting it, our time putting him in the middle of the ground. Yeah, it, it's just it, too it, slow.
0: It's exposed. Yeah. Um, if you're going to run with him, put him on a player that's not that quick. Yeah. Um, with Cully, quickly, I thought in the first half, his first preference was to handball straight yeah. away. But in the second half, he kicked and looked so much better for it. Yeah. Um, handball when you need a handball, not just for the hell of it, yeah. right? Because three of his handballs went straight to Geelong yeah, players. I think he had
1: 11 handballs for the game. Yeah.
0: So, but, you know, he just looked so much better when he kicked. Yeah. Um. I, Dan, if Dan was here, he was going to go on about our forward line and I think they're doing really good. Oscar Allen, he's fifth in the uh, Coleman medal with 14. Yep. But I'm trying to look. I thought, um, what do you call it, Jake Waterman was a bit higher, but he's 25th, he's got nine. Hmm. So... Jack Darling's only got seven goals for the year, which is unusual. For which him. is yeah, I thought it would have been different. So, um, you know, we are spreading around. We're, I just don't think we're um, our midfield is a massive problem. Mm. So I don't really like going on about players that have no impact, but I'm going to. But before we do, <laughs> I just want to go through the stats across the lines. I don't. We did not win. We did. We won one stat in the whole thing and that was intercept possessions and we won that by three. All the rest was Geelong's way uh, and if you count turnovers as a good thing, we had more turnovers. So I think they had at halftime, they had nine goals from stoppages, we had one point Mm. and that shows you – where our problem has been the stoppages, contested balls. Yeah. But when we evened it up in the second half, look what happened. We scored 10 goals today. They scored five, I think, in the yeah, second seven. half. It
1: was seven. T- seven. I think it was 10-4 to
0: 7-5
1: was the final score in so the second
0: half. So that's where we go. But these are the players that didn't step up for me. And this is no, no having a goal. Well, I am having a goal at them. Mm. But you're lucky you haven't got players underneath pushing you up. But there is one player, Zane True, that can't get a game. Mm. Now, I'd play him – a. Before West. Hmm. West come on as the sub, four disposals, no win back. Rotham, nine disposals. Did he get reported in the end?
1: No. Oh, that was good. No, he shouldn't have either.
0: So there was stories going around that he might have got reported. Look, he was on Jeremy Cameron half the time. You know, I don't know. He kept in four goals. I suppose hmm. that's a mini win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but you need to do more. Petrucelli, second first half, didn't know he was even on the ground. Hmm. Second half, 10 touches, one goal, um, and it was beautiful. He sprinted away. You've got to yeah. do more of it. Yeah. When you do it, Petrol, it's brilliant. It's great to watch, but 50, 50 you need kick. to do it more. Yeah. Um, second half, Edwards and O'Neill, no impact whatsoever. I didn't even know Edwards Luke Edwards was on the ground. Uh, he had 10 possessions. O'Neill, um, if you want to keep playing – Pass this year, X, you need to impose yourself. You know, you've been on the list five years. 11 disposals for a mid is nothing. It's pathetic, actually. Mm. Uh, one of your favourite players, one of mine, Hoey, probably he had a hard time down the fence,
1: Hoff. Oh, I thought he played well.
0: He played good, mm. but I just, I don't know, his, his impact was there. It was like everyone else. In the first half, they were nowhere. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's from the midfielders letting their mids get on top of us. And Baras, he's having a shocker, man. Mm. 11 disposals. He's been beaten every game. Is he getting enough sleep with the the new baby? I don't know, but maybe it's time to refresh him. Mm. And Yo, when we needed him in the guts, he was still on the half-back flank yeah. getting his ass whipped. Yeah. And he was interchanging with Rotham on Cameron.
1: Mm. So… See, out of that group there, I would agree with Albar our, our one, because I thought Hoff especially in that tough period, he was one who actually stood up with Ginby and he actually was in the contest. Every time he, was in the con- he, he stopped, he, he spoiled marks, he got it over the line. He was doing the best he could. And I, I thought, he, And it's interesting, I looked in this morning's paper and um, I know people don't rate much, but I, I, I rate him very highly, but he had him as our about fifth best, sixth or sixth best. He had him played a game of six and I, what he wrote, I agreed with him because he, I thought he really showed a bit of, I love him down I love him down the heart. I like a heart back all wing. I really like a half back. He's gonna be a I'd like good to see player. him on a wing. Yeah. I mean he played a bit on the wing last year um when we had all those injuries. But for whatever reason, they brought Jaden Hunt in and they're putting him on there and I'm not sure it was on that. I think O'Neill at times on the other wing, but I agree with I agree with you though, with, with all these guys Yeah, and probably a less extent half. I mean Edward shows shows a lot, but he really like to see I just, he had no impact. I don't. don't he had no impact I, on the I game. I don't know where they're playing him though. They seem to be having him on the half forward line, or they put him half back. You know, easily. I not Just throw him in the middle. Give him a crack. See how he goes. Yeah. Look, know? there's a silver lining here. These guys all had bad
0: games, but they're probably going to keep this spot. Mm, yes. You, you know. So from more reports, Simo went off his head at halftime and after the game. Mm. Um, and these guys are probably on notice. So. You know, we're, we're playing at the same ground and playing against Port this coming week, which we'll talk about in bounce Sound, which we record later on. Um, they're going to have to have a vast improvement. The second half was great, but it means little to me when you're 64 points yeah. down at halftime. Mm. Um did Geelong take the foot off the pedal? I, I did they go on the third yeah. gear? Mm. Uh, did we play better? If we play better, why aren't we playing that mm. for more than two and a half quarters? Yeah. There's too many lapses where they get roll-ons. We harp about it all the time. What's the secret formula? I don't know. But we've got to stop doing it. Otherwise, there's going to be some blowouts. And Because at halftime – most people sitting there going, "How many, how many goals are we going to beat in here?" By yeah. you know what I mean.
1: The, there's no way Geelong took their foot off the pedal. People are saying this, even some of the scribes are saying. There's no way, and I can tell you, I probably a, and you'd know as a player yourself. There's no way you would take your foot off that pedal to say. I mean, they did. It. If the, look what happened all those years ago when we came back from sixty odd points down at halftime and and won that game they knew and, and Chris Scott you can cool. see and he was pissed off in the he was pissed off in their, their pressure in the rate went down so yeah. that's
0: probably why i mean they he took the foot out of the pedal so
1: credit, so credit to the eagles that yeah, they actually great second half. they stood up and yeah. they did something about it. We well, they won the, the second on. half yeah and look they won the first 15 minutes of the yeah. quarter too and they they played exactly like that in the second half but it's just showing that they went amiss for a quarter and a half
0: well no I wonder why simo's gray because he's probably wondering where they went because yes. Yeah. A quarter time, he was probably sitting there we're in this guy's free goals, mm. come back at halftime and he's going, what the fuck's
1: going yeah. on here? The sad part, I heard him interview today and he says, I don't even know who, who, who who's playing this week. He said, I can't even tell you. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. that's
0: another whole podcast altogether. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, you know, we tried to be as positive as we could. The gather round's done and dusted. We'll be there next year in Adelaide and who knows who we're playing. Hopefully, it's not Geelong. Um, and, you know, somebody did say we've – Never been beaten by Geelong in Adelaide? Well, we have now. We have now. <laughs> All right. Uh, take it easy, guys, and hopefully you tune in for Bounce Sound, which we will release later on in the week.
1: See you then. Thank you.